0: Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's look in our Bibles and our scriptures to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Um, And as you get your scripture ready on your phone, on your Bibles, I just want to publicly, like we always say, every one of us that comes up here will tell you the same thing. Um, We are here because of God's grace and because of the leadership of our pastors So I will always honor Pastors Kevin and Devin. And tonight I want to add someone to that honor list. Um, About five years ago, I had been pastoring, senior pastoring a church in Pennsylvania for almost 10 years since I was very young. And God spoke to me to come to Chattanooga. And from Chattanooga, I was only here for about three months. And God is like, oh, I'm gonna need you to go to Guatemala. So I went from being a senior pastor, having all the responsibilities of a pastor, Um, So I was technically I wasn't pastored for about 10 years and then having to come and needing a pastor desperately And in that in that season and still till today that pastor one of those pastors has been pastor Ryan Ryan has pastored me beyond I've I've called him at all hours of the day crying laughing tell him I want to give up And he has blessed my life. So I honor you pastor Ryan publicly for your ministry He's not only CFO, but he is 100% a pastor. So I praise God for your life, and I honor you. Hebrews chapter 12, our church is in Washington, D.C., and they're running, so I figure we're going to continue that theme, because I want to talk to you today about running to win. Running to win. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm going to try to do so with my baseball bat, because we're going to talk about some baseball today. woo The word of God says in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the privilege it is to be here in your throne and in your presence, God. We bless you. We don't believe in throwaway services. We come here intentionally to worship you, to exalt your name, oh God, and with expectation, oh God, that you inhabit the praises of your people so we know that you are here and when you are in the room, miracles, signs, and wonders are to be expected. So, Lord, as Tony uh, Tony he's taught us on sunday he said we come into the house of god with expectation we are here tonight speak to us in a mighty way oh god may we be hearers and doers of your word in your name we pray amen amen and amen have a seat i heard that the braves have been doing pretty good so congratulations braves um, you know, so maybe you might think, Kim, why are you going to talk about baseball? You're like a girl, so you really don't play baseball. Except that although I was born in Brooklyn, New York, Northeast, anybody from the Northeast? Like four people, Woo-hoo! Um, I am from the beautiful country, both of my parents, and actually my mom came when she was about seven months pregnant with me, so I was conceived in the beautiful country of the Dominican Republic. And the Dominican Republic, if you didn't know, and if you don't watch baseball, let me tell you a little snippet of information. The DR produces baseball players like it's no joke. We know baseball. Since we were very young, even the girls are trained to love the, it's, it's our national sport. So I may have an expertise on this subject, even though I've never played and probably won't. But let me talk to you today about running to win. Hebrews chapter 12, and and when I was preparing the sermon, I was asking God, God, I mean, if they've been in church for two days, they've probably heard a preaching about this subject about four times. So how can I help us to understand what the spirit of the Lord is telling us? Um, And then he spoke to me about baseball. So when in Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm going to make the comparison throughout the entire thing so that when you see baseball the next time, you're not going to think about baseball you're going to think about hebrews that is my mission should i choose to accept it all right it starts by saying therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses now let me tell you something about baseball players baseball players before they start the game you see you're not born a a major league baseball player you're not born that way you people may think they are you may be born with a good arm You may be born with a certain, you know, a large torso, which makes you agile in certain areas that maybe gives you a leg up above other people's. You may be run, you may be fast, you may, there could be a lot of things that can make you good, but you're not born a major league baseball player. There is a lot of things that happen behind the scenes when you see a baseball player come to bat, Firstly, one of the things that you must do is there's this thing called spring training and you're supposed to go there and you start to work out and you start to work on all of your skills and every good baseball player must know the greats. You cannot be a good major league baseball player if you don't know who Babe Ruth is. You have to know what he did, you have to know his game, you have to know his strategy, you have to know who Roberto Clemente was, you have to know what he did because in order to be a good baseball player I first have to know how it was done before me, right? Can we agree? So in here in the author of Hebrews is starting to say I'm going to tell you about what is the result, what should happen when we reflect on all the things that hebrews 11 was teaching us if you go back to hebrews 11 it's one of the most amazing uh, descriptive chapters on faith i mean It is so good if you're feeling low or if you're feeling depressed or if you're feeling discouraged, go ahead and read you Hebrews chapter 11 and it's going to perk you right up. Because it talks about men and women who defied the odds and believed God in the midst of adversity and God made a way where there was no way. And in, as we begin to reflect on, on Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Rahab and Sarah and Moses and Noah and 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 Gideon, when we reflect on all of those people, then then he's saying it's time to come to the game. But I need you to come. Prepared. You need to, this is why we study scripture. This is why we are students of the word. We don't, we don't just, you know, sometimes we think it's just going to happen by osmosis. I'm going to come to church and I'm going to sing three or four songs and I'm just going to know everything there is to know about scripture. No, you must study the word. In order to play well, to run, to win, you have to know the players. You have to know the game. You have to understand it. And the only way to do it is through scripture. Now it says, now that you have a great cloud of witnesses, then I can begin to talk to you about running to win. Because I can't teach you about running to win if you still don't know the history. You have to know about the Red Sea, you have to know about uh, how creation came about, you have to know about the people of Israel and Jehoshaphat and and all of the minor and major prophets. You, You have to know the New Testament and the book of Revelations. And I'm not saying we have it all figured out, but i'm saying we come to win by understanding that we first have to learn it's not gonna happen by osmosis tell your neighbor it's not gonna happen by osmosis (laughs) you gotta learn so then, when the baseball player has done all his studying his and usually for a baseball player his studying is his whole life um or or since he has he, ha- he was able to. It's been a long time that he's been studying. Then the baseball player has to have the right gear. And I'm going to tell you three things that must happen for a player to be able to even, because c- I'm not even talking about running yet. I'm just talking about the preemptive stuff. So, in order for the player to come to home base to be ready to, to hit the bat, he needs to have three things he needs to have a uniform, he needs to have a team, and he needs to have a coach. Because I can't, you know, I may, I may think I'm cute, but I can't go up to the New York Yankees and say, you know what? I think this is my time. This is my time. I don't even need to be a boy. All I'm going to do is I'm going to go to that. You let me play. They're going to they're gonna look at me first like I'm crazy. They may call the popo, and they're going to probably take me away. But be, because I, have it, I don't meet the criteria, and it's not that they're trying to make me feel bad. It's not that they're trying to, to, to uh, be against me or say, oh, you're, well, you're so bad. No, it's just that there's certain criteria that must be met in order to even run the race. And this criteria, you need a uniform, you need a team, and you need a coach. What, what's the uniform you you know it the full armor of god if you walk out of your house with just a piece of that missing I'm, you're gonna feel it you're gonna be like oh i needed that shield of faith today Ooh, i needed the the shoes to be taking me to the gospel to be able to preach the gospel you know what that is and and, and you not only need a uniform but you you need a team you know oh no pastor Kim I don't need to go to church I'm good I'm gonna watch live stream till I die because COVID happened and now people there's a lot of people in church and I can't come back to church because I don't need the church it's me and Jesus and I'm gonna tell you that sounds really good but but you're not running to win you're just you're just there because you need you need to be a part of a team you need other people be like yes you did it and when something goes wrong bro it's okay man we don't even need that other team that's okay we got this just rub it off and you're good and we try to live life without, without a team and then that's why we're, we're struggling with depression and we're struggling and we come very isolated because that's what the enemy wants to do. He hates when we're together in harmony. He hates it because why? Scripture says that when we dwell together, he inhabits, he is there, he is present. So you need your uniform, you need the, the team and, and you need a coach. I don't need a pastor. I'm good. I'm good all the way. I am. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to tell me what to do. I don't have to submit to nobody. And I know you actually don't say that, but you may think it. And when the pastor asks us to do something, we're like, "Mm, I didn't, I didn't feel a confirmation in my spirit. <laughs> I, my spirit didn't resonate with that. I'm just like, I mean, I remember back in the day when I was growing up in church. If the pastor said something, I didn't question. I'm like, "Yes, sir." That's the way I was raised. But nowadays, it's like these. Mm, I'm trying to use <laughs> wussify what's that, that word that pastor uses the wussification right oh but no it see because if it doesn't and then you see that they come to church for two months and then they leave because the pastor says something that offended them because you say you want a coach but you don't submit under one and i'm going to tell you if you're Pick any sports. Pick any team. If the team member does not submit to the coach, they won't win and he won't play. He's going to be like, I'm so sorry. You seem to be an extra. You're the water boy. And they're going to take your money and they're going to take your access to the game because you're not submitting to the coach. We all need a coach. Pastors are there. It is from God. This whole ideology that the 21st century is telling you, you don't need a church and you don't need a pastor. It is a lie from the pit of hell. We need each other and we need leadership. And I know what you're saying, you know, but, but, but this pastor did this and this pastor did that and I'm, yeah, listen, I get you. We could be here all night and I, I'm going to pretend like I'm, I'm like, yes, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. But you know what? Pastors aren't perfect. The only perfect pastor is Jesus Christ and he left us to do the work because he had to go to the, to the father. And then when he comes back, listen, it's going to be too late because you either have to be right or you're going to stay behind. It's time to submit, to put on your armor, to put on your uniform. It's time to join the team, like really join the team. You can't join the team and, and be, you know, begrudging and talking about the, how bad the players are and how terrible the, and how hot it is. And you're always complaining, right? It's time to be a real part of the team. And when you're and when a person is up to bat, you see the other players on the bullpen like, whoo, they're hanging on the side. And the closer they get to, the, to to the World Series, man, they're in it to win it. Because they're invested in what happens to that other person. I am invested in what happens in your life. Be invested in what happens in the lives of each other because we are part of one team with one coach. And that's our pastor. And then on top of him, it's the pastor of pastors. And his name is Jesus. So you need a uniform. You need a coach. And you need a team. So now, now that you have those three things, right, and you've studied, you have, there's a great cloud of witnesses it continues to say, let us lay aside every weight, that's number one, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. So, when the batter is up to bat, someone told me I shouldn't bring a bat because it makes me look like I'm a little ghetto. <laughs> but I didn't have one. Someone let me borrow one, so I'm not that ghetto. So, so the batter is, is, is up to bat, right? And I want to tell you, the goal of the batter who's hitting... Is to, is to make a run, right? I don't know if you knew that. He's not there to look cute. He's not there because he looks good in those in those pants, the uniform. He, no, he's there to win, right? Every team is there to win. We're here to win. So I'm going to tell you how we run to win. Because I'm not here to, to make you feel good. I'm not here to be like, well, you know, I feel... No, I'm here to win, right? We're here to win. So the player is at bat and he's, he has his bat. And what is the first thing the player does... When he hits the ball he, but before he runs why do you think he throws the bat because there are things that he can't carry don't fall there are things that he can't carry because it's extra weight so he drops his bat he takes off the, the heavy uh, plastic helmet and he begins to run it, I'm, I'm guessing the bats are maybe four pounds five why do you think just run with the bat, bro. Just th- stay committed. Just stay committed. No. But the, it's almost instinctual that they know that in order to make it to first base, the quickest possible, with the most guarantee that I'm going to make it, I have to let go of the bat. I have to take off my helmet. There's things that, that I cannot carry with me. And, and, and I, the difference that I'm going to make tonight is between a weight and a sin. So I want you to think about weight is something that is external. It is, it is beyond your control, right? So there are things that happen in your life. There's things that happen in my life. There's trauma. There's abuse. There is you name it. Whatever has gone on in your life, they begin to attach themselves to you, right? And sometimes you react in a way or you say something or you act a certain way as a trauma response. Google that when you get home. A trauma response is something that it it, it just comes out of you because of what has happened to you, the weight that you've been carrying. Let me give you an example. So a, a person that has been the victim of physical abuse as a child, if that person has not had the proper care, has not had the proper counseling, they get to a point if you come at them too fast... Or if you lift up your hand around them, their trauma response is going to be to flinch. Why? It's not that they're planning. They, they should already know you're not going to hit them. But something inside of them has, has been so heavy for so long that automatically they respond as a trauma response. And it is a weight that you are carrying. The difference from sin that so easily ensnares you sin is those things that have nothing to do with what happened to you you're just they're just things that we do um you know lying and all these things that jesus is trying to tell you listen if you're going to run to win i need you to deal with sin so let's say that that the runner is on is on is at home and he's hit the ball and he's trying to get the first base in order to get the first base he has to let go of the weight i cannot listen where you are going And what God has for you and what God has for your family and what God has for your generations, the trauma of the past must be addressed. I get it. It was terrible. If I stood here, I could tell you the trauma that I've endured as a child and we could cry about it. But I'm going to tell you, it is 2022. Jesus is coming and I don't have time to cry about my past anymore. Because there's people that are being lost. There's, there's, I, I work uh, specifically with victims of, of trafficking. Let me tell you, I don't have time to sit here and still be worried about me. Because I'm trying to save people from hell so i have to let go and i tell you tonight whatever the situation is if it's depression if it's anxiety things that you've had to acclimate to because of the circumstances of your life i'm going to tell you in the name of jesus you can drop it you can let go of that bag you can let go of that weight and you can run a lot better and a lot faster if you let it go deal with the weight you don't need it So I'm at first base because I've dealt with the weight. But then I'm at first base and you know every first baseman, as cute as they are and as, as great as you might look in first base. You know what the first, baseman, the first baseman doesn't care about first base. You know what the first baseman cares about? Getting back to home because I'm, he's running to win. He's not running to be cute or he's not running for you to see him on TV. He's running. He has a goal and he has a mission. He's running to win. So when he's on first base and he's already dealt with the weight, now he has to try to get to second base. But in order to get to second base, I have to deal with sin. And let me tell you, we can, we, we're more easily able to drop the weight and say, yeah, because, you know, this happened to me and this happened to me. And... But then when it comes to God is saying, listen, there's areas in, in our lives that we need to address. You're like, ooh, Jesus. Because your grace is sufficient. Yes. But he's still holy. And, and revival, the way, you know what revival looks like? Revival doesn't look like uh, just a good service, although it's part of it. Revival looks like people living holy lives every day of the week. What's going on in your church? It's revival. How do I know? Because you act different. Because you talk different. Because you dress different. You start to look like Jesus. That's true Revival. And if there's cyclical sin in your life, God is saying in the name of Jesus, I am able to break every chain tonight. Addictions can break tonight. Anything that is holding you back from your purpose in God, I'm saying in the name of Jesus, Romans chapter 6 says, that sin will die in your body. It is dead in your body if you trust in Jesus. I'm just sick and tired of having to be weighed down by my past. And having to be stuck between first and second base because I can't move past my sin. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I got to go back. Because I I, I haven't dealt with sin. And then I'm going to go try to run again. And then I get stuck in that same spot. And the thing is, the devil is not even creative. It's always the same sin or in the same line. Jesus can break it in the name of Jesus. Because he says, let it go. In the verse it says, let go of the weight and let go of the sin. It is your choice. It is my choice. And the fact that we have Jesus Christ in our lives gives us the ability to have a choice. When we were dead in sin and in our transgressions, we had no choice. But when we came to Christ, let me tell you, we have been sealed. We have been covered by a God who rose from the grave and who says, I will make a way in your life and I will perfect you if you will allow me to. So let's say, Kim, but then, you know, you've lost, you, you've lost your baseball analogy at third base. Like I got you. If you know anything about baseball, there's this thing. So when, let's say we're on second base. I'm, already, I'm, get, I'm getting out of breath because, you know, I'm so ready to, <laughs> to run. So you're on second base. Again, second base is cool. There's a short stop between second and third. It's cool. Hey, you could chat. But if you're on second base, I don't want to stay in second base. My goal is to get home because I'm running to win. I'm running to win. Get out of my way. I'm running to win. Wait, get out of my way. I'm running to win. Sin, get out of my way. I'm running to win. But a second baseman, there's something very particular in this junction or even from first base. Because when you're trying to get to home, you first have to pass by third, right? And as a matter of fact, if you don't pass by third, you you get out. I don't know if you knew that. That's baseball 101. So if, if you're running and you forgot to, forget to tap it, you're out. You got to go through third. But let me tell you about the third base coach. <laughs> uh, you know, it kills me because I love the third base coach. So the third base coach, let me tell you, if you don't know anything about baseball, you're learning like me. The third base coach is usually an older guy. Um, he's he's grumpy he may be grumpy he may be happy it don't even matter because we don't even most of the time they don't name him on the on the roster he's not like the, the starting five I don't know no right the third base coach there's something very specific about the third base coach so the third base coach has a visual of the entire field the runner who is on the bases does not because he is running to win. He is focused on the end game and his peripheral is focused on that. He doesn't have the bandwidth, the ability to view the entire game, but the third base coach does. And when that player is on first or second and he's trying to go home, he will look at the third base coach and the third base coach will say, or oftentimes he'll go, Put your eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the best third base coach you will ever see you look at him listen Jesus knows it all Jesus has all the information he's the one as a matter of fact he's the one that set the race for you he knows the ins. he knows the outs he knows the hills and he knows the valleys he knows you and he doesn't and he loves you and he says if you will just look at me just look at me. Listen, you've been looking to the left and you've been looking to the right. I just need you to put your eyes on me. You've, you've been so preoccupied with the weights and with the sin. And the third base coach is screaming to you tonight. Will you just look at me? I have the direction that you need. I am the one that will tell you, no, slow down. This is not the time. Nope. There's a short stop. He looks hot and heavy and he's going to get you out. Stop. The ball didn't go far enough. And he's also the one who's going to tell you one day, it's time to run because you're going to win. When the third base coach does like this, let me tell you, it's because he knows that he knows that he knows. No matter how happy or sad the opposing team is, he has all of the makings to tell you that you're about to make a run. So why do we worry? Why do we, do we cry when we're stuck? In, 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 and, and, and as a matter of fact, some of us are begrudging about the, the whole process. And Jesus is just saying, if you will just look at me. And who is this third base coach? He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is the ultimate third base coach. And he's saying tonight, I have set a race before you. I set up the bases. I called you to a specific team. I have girded you with the right outfits. You don't unlike base basketball you are you are able to wear your own sneakers and baseball you're not full head to toe exactly like the coach intended I've I've girded you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet I've put you in a team and I've given you a coach and you have everything that you need to run and win every time every time and in the midst of that process in the midst of that run, he says, I'm going to show up because not only have I put the bases, given you the outfits, put you in a team, given you a coach, told you that you can do it, taught you that people before you have already done it, but I'm going to meet you as a third base coach. And I'm going to tell you when it's time to stop and when it's time to go, don't sweat about those things. See, and, and what I love particularly, and Seth, you can help me because I'm about to land. <laughs> What I specifically like about the third base coach is that he's good at timing. He's so good at timing. He, so because that's that's his, his whole job is to tell you when is the right time to move and when is the right time to stop and when is the right time to make it home. He's the one. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, he is an excellent person to rely on when it comes to our timing. Jesus, I've been waiting a long time on second base. Lord, as a matter of fact, I don't even know what you're doing with me anymore. I'm somewhere between second base and third base and I'm chilling with the shortstop and I've grown weary. Jesus says, listen, not only have I set the race, given you the uniform, put you on a team, given you a coach, told you that you can do it. As a matter of fact, I set up the whole thing. He says, I'm with you in the middle of it and I'll tell you, our time belongs to him. And I don't know about you. Maybe you, you always get everything when you ask God for it. That's Listen, that's your testimony. Praise the Lord. Write a book. The rest of us want to read it. For the rest of us. For the rest of us. There's things that we've been waiting for that we're like, whoo. Jesus. Not one more day. Not one more day. But there he is. A very patient third base coach. And he says, just just wait. Because there's there's coming a time. There's coming a time when all of the elements are right. When the enemy is where they need to be. And you are where you need to be. I'm going to just go like this. I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm just going to go. It's time to go. It's time to win. It's time for the fulfillment of promises. So I don't know where in the game you're at maybe you're going to say Pastor Kim I just came to Christ I'm still trying to figure this out I'm still trying to get my bearings and understand this whole team thing and they're so loud in this church I don't know what to do and I'm still Pastor Kevin and who's the pastor and Pastor Devin and I'm just still trying to figure this out listen you have chosen the best thing ever welcome to the team we love you And we're so excited that you're here to play and you're here to win. But I'm gonna tell you, new believer, your job is not to just stand there and look cute and be a part of a cool church with lights and fog and all that. Your job is to win. God wants to enter your life in such a way that he drives you to run and run and run and run and run and and you will win every time. Or maybe you wanna say, Pastor Kim, I'm telling you I've had such I've had such a story Pastor Kim and so many things have happened to me and and you just belittled every last one of them Pastor Kim but they're real. And and so much of me I, on Sunday I feel good but by Tuesday or Wednesday I'm stuck and I'm crying again and I'm just overwhelmed because you don't know the stuff that I have to deal with at home or at my job or you don't know what it's like to deal with illnesses you're 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 carrying all this weight and I'm just here to tell you. I didn't say it. Scripture says it. You can let go of the weight. <laughs> make, that t- make that decision tonight. What have you said to whatever ails you tonight? Listen, I've, this is it. Me and you, we're breaking up. Have you ever broken up with somebody? It's the craziest thing. we breaking up. we done. Moving on. I know y'all were married at 12 and 13. The rest of us have broken up a, th- a time or two. And it's ugly, but let me tell you, it feels so good after you break up with that right person. You're like, whoo! I don't know what I was thinking. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> it's like you feel a weight has been lifted. If it's never happened to you, you don't get it. But for the rest of us, yo, I'm telling you, when you break up with that person, you've been meaning to break up, but you want it to be nice, and you just feel so light. You're like, "Woo!" Something about letting go of the weight that's holding you back is something that frees you to run he doesn't want you to be depressed he doesn't want you to be anxious he doesn't want you to have insomnia he doesn't want you to hurt he wants you to run to win or if maybe you say pastor kim my issue is that i'm i'm stuck in some sin and i'm not even going to think it in my mind because i don't want nobody to know because i'm just so stuck in it i i come on sunday and i'm good at women of fire i'm like woo! i'm a new believer and by wednesday i'm back to my old ways and And I don't know, Pastor Kim, I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm here to tell you in the name of Jesus that there is nothing impossible for him. He is the chain breaker. He is the one who not only gives you the ability to lay aside the weight, but through his sacrifice, cross, and resurrection, gives you the ability to lay aside the sin. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, just confess it to the Lord. Listen, it's, it's not easy, but it kind of is. He did all the hard work. Confess it. Lay it down. And that means tomorrow when that stuff starts to come back up, just remind it who Jesus is. I'm so sorry. You don't, you don't know who my third base coach is. <laughs> He's telling me to run right now. And I can't run with this sin. Leave that in 2022 and get your heart ready for 2023 because I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be a good year. Things that have been held up in the heavenlies, we're going to tear them down and bring them down in the name of Jesus. So whatever you have to deal with, you have like three months to do it. Deal with it now. Because 2023 is about to be a big year. So after you've dealt with those two things, and you're ready to win, you're ready to run, I just want you to remember this, and I want you to stand with me, and we're going to close up. My. There is a God who not only created us, not only sustains us, but also guides us. He guides us. Let His Spirit guide you, His Holy Spirit guide you. The peace of God will guide you. And He says, I know the times, I know the seasons, I know what I'm doing, I know the game and I'm just telling you tonight, and I'm just going to echo what Holy Spirit is saying. Just look at me. Just put your eyes on me. I know the situation may be difficult. As a matter of fact, I know you cannot see the entire stadium. You can't understand because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of fans that are screaming. There's an opposing team who's eager to get you out. I know that those things are very real. But more real than them is the fact that you have a third base coach who has been trained and has been proven to know exactly what to do in every circumstance. And he is holding your face tonight and he's saying, will you just look at me? I am Jesus. I am the author and the finisher of our faith, says the Lord.
1: Give me Jesus. Give. Me-
0: will you lift up your hands with me tonight as we declare just give me Jesus Jesus just you it's just it's all about you Jesus you're the one with eyes like fire and hair like wool you're the one who has created all things you are the image of the invisible God Jesus it's you So, Lord, as we turn our focus and our gaze only on you, as we, as we run the race with endurance, as the, the race that has set before you, we will do so with our eyes placed on you. You tell us when to go. You tell us when to stop. You tell us what we're doing right. You correct us. You align us, Lord. Because we only want you, Jesus our church only wants you we don't want anything this world has to offer because we know it's all counterfeit it is it is second base, base coaches trying to pretend like they're third base coaches but they don't have the full view that you have jesus so give me jesus and we look unto you tonight jesus May you cover us, oh God, with that knowledge, with that ever-present knowledge as we we end our Wednesday and, and as we start tomorrow in our jobs and with our families. Will you bring this word back into our spirits that we know that we have a third base coach who knows the entire game and can see it all and can guide us every step of the way. Lord, and we will run to win there's something that i will do for the rest of my life that we will do for the rest of our lives is run to win we will not coward we will not surrender we will not give up we will run to win oh god because there's gonna come a day i'm gonna tell you there's gonna come a day where the heavens split open and jesus christ himself is going to call us up And he is going to raise his hand like that ultimate third base coach. And he's going to wave his hand and he's going to say, it's time to come all the way home. And on that day, we will be confronted with the eyes of fire. And on that day, we will behold his glory. And let me tell you, that day is coming. So Lord, may we be ready. May we be faithful to run to win every time. And we thank you for your word. And we thank you for your presence. Give me
1: Jesus. Give me Jesus. Come on. You can have, come on, hands lifted up. All oh, this world, you.
0: lord we thank you for your presence here tonight we thank you that from the moment we walked in we've just worshiped you jesus god you are the center of our hearts you are enthroned tonight if any situation if any circumstance has dissuaded us from having you at the center we remove all of it tonight and we put you in the center again You are our all-in-all Holy Spirit. You are the one who is worthy of all praise. So I pray as we end this midweek service that your grace and your power and your anointing be over each and every one of us here. Every person watching online, may your favor and your grace be upon them in the name of Jesus. And may we run to win, oh God. And we bless you and we thank you. And we say amen, amen, amen. Don't we serve a good God? Have an awesome, awesome night. We love you. We'll see you here on Sunday.